The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we do not know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, He went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. But they did not yet understand the scripture that he who had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, everybody. Praise God. It's been a long three days, hasn't it? Many of you have been participating. I've been seeing all this, many of the same faces. We began the last three days with the Holy Tritium. We began with Holy Thursday here. Church was, was packed. And then we had Good Friday at 3 p.m. in Portola. Church again was packed. Then we had the Easter Vigil last night. We went all the way into 10. The Mass, the Easter Vigil. It was almost two and a half, two, two hours long. It's, it's not for wimps, by the way. The Easter Vigil, you got you to gotta, you gotta warm up for it. And we ended at 10. Oh, and I said, blaze those bells in Portola. We rang them like crazy. People were angry. It was beautiful. Wake up. The Lord is, is, is risen from the dead. On this glorious occasion, before we dive in, Let us begin properly, shall we? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, this is the most solemn day for us. This pivotal event of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This event of the empty tomb. This pivotal event has changed the course of our entire lives. Do you realize that no matter where you are on the spectrum of Christianity, no matter where you are, whether you're, 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 you're on fire for the Lord, completely in love with Him, passionate, whether you're over here, just, ah, whatever, 
right? Wherever you are on the spectrum of Christianity, your life and my life is utterly different now. Because the moment that Jesus Christ raised from the dead, again, to, to at least to hammer home this point, time changed. 2021. 2021 years from what? Our Lord. From that moment, our Lord was raised from the dead. A seed was planted in Western civilization which would flourish again. You who can read and write, the flourishing of education, of universities, guess what was the motivation and the spark that that created the universities? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. The fact that we have hospitals, hospital networks, the care of the dignity of the human person, Ask somebody, why is every human life worth? Where does that come from? Boom, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, creating the image and likeness of God. Our civilization has been radically changed because the tomb is empty. To bring about this our civilization, which is the, has, is the most flourishing civilization that has ever been created. That's the great battle. You know, our great nemesis even understands that about us. You know, our great nemesis today, at this time period, at this age, you know, it's communist China. They're trying to unseat us. They're trying to take over us economically, militarily. That's, that's going to be the next 50 years Get ready, because that's going to be the next, our next conflict. So they studied us intimately, China. They studied us in and out to figure out why are we so dominant in the West? I want to read you something. I'll quote him. It's from the Chinese Academic Academy, whose sole task was to study our civilization and to figure out why. We win. This is what he says. Listen closely. One of the things we were asked to look into was what accounted for the success, in fact, the preeminence of the West all over the world. We studied everything we could from your historical, political, economic, and cultural perspective. At first, we thought it was because you had more powerful guns than we had. Then we thought it was because you had the best political system. Next, we, be, we focused on your economic system. But in the past 20 years, we have realized that the heart of your culture, my culture, all of us, the heart of your culture is your religion. Christianity That is why the West is so powerful. The Christian moral foundation of social and cultural life was what made possible the emergence of capitalism and then the successful transition to democratic politics. Now focus on this line. We don't have any doubt about this. He says nothing new here. All of the great thinkers of our Judeo-Christian roots realize that. That our entire edifice that we all benefit from, all of this, this 
this magnificent inheritance was built upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Last night, one of the reasons why the Easter Vigil was so long is we baptized three new people. Chloe, Natalie, and Sean. They're 14, 12, and the third grader. How old are the third graders? Two? I don't know. And we baptized this eight-year-old. All of them was powerful. It was glorious. The parents were just in tears. It was a powerful moment. Because the culmination of the last three days, of course, was the resurrection of Christ, which changed everything. And I imparted upon them, do you know what you're receiving? Of course, the culmination of the Easter Vigil was preceded by, of course, Holy Thursday and Good Friday. In order to penetrate the depths of this mystery, we must first understand the event of Good Friday. Many of you were there on 3 p.m., that beautiful passion liturgy. And why at 3 p.m.? 3 p.m. was the precise hour on earth, and we know this from sacred scripture, where it said that Jesus, in his final words, says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he breathed his last breath, and at precisely 3, our Lord died. Ask yourself, where did Jesus go? His body was obviously hanging on that cross and eventually put and wrapped in that tomb. But where did his spirit go? Our Lord didn't take on, he didn't go on vacation. He didn't go hiking. Right? He, didn't, he didn't go running around. Or, or, he actually had a mission. And we all know what it, where he went. Every single Sunday, what do we do after, after, the, after the homily and the prayers of the faithful? We Right before the prayers of the faithful, we proclaim our faith with the creed. And there's a, there's a funny line in there, which I think many, many people skip over. It said that we believe that Christ descended into hell. Again, when you hear that, like, what are you talking about? Jesus went to hell? Now, this is where the English language is lacking. Because that word hell... It's, it's, it's nuance in sacred scripture. Because there are two hells, in fact, when our Lord speaks about it. The first hell, many of us, I think, comes to mind. We all understand. The word here is Gehenna. It is the hell of the damned. The damned. This is where the devil goes. This is where we believe that Judas went. We still hold out hope for Judas, but our Lord himself said it was better for Judas not to be born. So we can... You can kind of presume that, or, that Judas sadly went there. This is where we can presumably presume the worst people go to hell of the damned. This is where the demons go. This is where, if we choose not God, this is where we go. And hell oftentimes is that impolite topic. Especially for us modern 21st people, we don't like the word hell. You want to ruin someone's day, bring it up. Walk down in the morning time when you go down to breakfast, your kids and your family are enjoying a beautiful, beautiful meal. You go, hey, Hell. Oh, uh, watch them. Like, what are you talking about? It ruins your toast, by the way. Trust me, hell ruins your toast. So that's the hell that our Lord was speaking about here, Gehenna. But then the other hell, which he talks about, Sheol. We call this the place of the dead, or another phrase we call the bosom of Abraham. Prior to Jesus, 
all souls went to Sheol, if not hell. Why? St. Paul talks about it, Ephesians 4, verse 9. He said that Christ, on the Lord, descended into hell after he offered his life on the cross. Breathed his last breath, Christ now descends to the netherworld. St. Peter, speaking about this as well. Christ, coming in spirit, preached to those spirits that were in prison. Another word for Sheol, which had sometime been incredulous. Why are they there? Because immediately we immediately think, oh, when we die, we always presume, oh, I'm, I'm in heaven. You sure? Why? So our Lord now here goes into hell. It says he goes down to the depths of hell of Sheol, the, to the bosom of Abraham, into prison. And he begins to preach the gospel. He's speaking here now in Sheol. Who, who was there? We know immediately Moses would have been there. Jeremiah, Zechariah, Isaiah, all the prophets, St. Joseph himself, the very foster father of Jesus, would have been there. Because prior to this, the gates of heaven were barred from us. We could not get in. Because immediately what happened? Go back all the way to Genesis. When Adam and Eve falls, what enters into the world? Death and sickness. Our first parents sinned, thereby transferring all of the guilt of humanity to the rest of us. If your back hurts, blame Adam and Eve. Start losing your hair, blame Adam and Eve. You have cancer, blame Adam and Eve. You mourn the loss of your loved ones, Blame Adam and Eve. You can't get into heaven? Blame Adam and Eve. The fall of Adam and Eve messed everything up for the whole of humanity. You battle with sin and temptation? Blame Adam and Eve. In Genesis now, 3 verse 24, after the fall of Adam and Eve, it says here, listen intently. After he drove them out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden, cherubim, one of the choirs of angels, and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. See, the moment that we sinned, all of us sinned in Adam and Eve, by the way, heaven was blocked from us. The guilt of Adam and Eve was pressed upon us, and we could not pay the price. That is why all of the souls prior to, to, the, to the year zero, before the coming of Christ, went there. Because the sin was too great for us to overcome. Now enter Jesus Christ. He comes into the world and he dies on that cross. Now as he lets out his last breath, he descends to the Sheol. And he begins to preach the gospel to them. Imagine that scene. It's it's absolutely a mysterious scene. So imagine, presumably there would have been millions, if not billions of souls in Sheol. Jesus Christ, it says, descends now. In beautiful art, it says that, in some speculation, that our Lord descended with his marvelous light flanked by the host of angels. And he descends upon them. 
And he immediately goes, who, would, who do you think now Jesus will speak to first? Millions of souls. There's Moses. There's Moses. And all the prophets. Abraham. St. Joseph. Who do you think Jesus went to first to proclaim the gospel? I think it's Adam. Why? Fourth commandment. What is it? Honor thy mother and thy father. Adam was the father of us all. Christ himself, if he would have lived the gospel and the commandments faithfully, he would have went immediately to Adam and Eve. And I bet you Adam and Eve were cowering because they know the source of their shame. You know, when you do something wrong, what do you do? You put your head down. A Lord now goes to him. And I bet you the first thing, without even saying a word, a Lord would have shown his hands. Why his hands? Because it bared the wounds of our Lord. And he said, Adam, I have paid the price of your sin with my blood. Through now my sacrifice on the cross, heaven is thrust open now. You no longer have to hide. You no longer have to fear me. I have paid the price with my blood. You see, notice now our Lord preaches the gospel. Why? Because again, here's the other mysterious thing about us humans. It is the one thing which makes anything worth possible. Love. Love requires free will. And God cannot force any of us into heaven. So now he proclaims to Adam and Eve, he says, look at my hands and my wounds, look at my blood, I have died for you, all of you souls here in Sheol. I have thrust open the gates of heaven and I want you to live with me. Come now, faith in me. You see, at that moment, all of those souls had to make a decision. We don't know how many accepted it. Hopefully they all did. Now it comes down to us. In this pivotal moment, what we now proclaim in that Easter message is that heaven is open to all of us. How do you and I get there? Jesus lays it out. Be baptized, all of you. That's the importance of baptism. Then once we're baptized, we're given incorporation to the body of Christ, and now we must live faithfully Follow the Lord's commandments. Love like he loved. This life on earth, no matter how long it is, say you live to 150. That's still too short. Our life here is a preparation for our entry into heaven. That is why we, as Christians we must emphatically live the commandments. Because the Lord himself says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Ask yourself, what could be greater than this gift of heaven? You could be Jeff Bezos. You could be Elon Musk. You could be the most beautiful supermodel in the world. 
All of that fails a comparison with the beauty and the glory that awaits us that we were created for. Heaven is our goal. And it is bigger and here the great proclamation, and I'll end here. And the reason why we have our hope, no matter how messed up our world goes, no matter how sinful we tend to be, our great Easter joy is the fact that the tomb is empty. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He is our hope, nothing else. And that pivotal, that pivotal event of the resurrection has changed the course of our entire planet. The Lord preaches now. Heaven's open. How will you respond? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.